Have you ever wondered what it's like to sit in on a magazine editorial meeting? Well, this is your chance. You're listening to Salt Lake Speaks, a monthly podcast where our editors, writers, and staff dig deeper into stories, chat with newsmakers, and talk amongst ourselves about arts, culture, food, music, politics, or whatever else might strike our fancy. After all, we are Utah's biggest fans. Hi, I'm Andrea Peterson, and we are on Salt Lake Speaks today with Salt Lake Magazine, and today's episode is talking about film. I mean, if you've been out there, if you're not living under a rock, you've probably either heard or have seen Wonder Woman right now. And joining me today is Jeff Counts, who um, is part of the Big Movie Mouth Off. Is that correct, Jeff? That's correct. Glad thank to be here. Thank you for joining us. And yeah. so, I mean, i got to put the first question out there. You have seen... Wonder Woman. I have indeed. I've seen it twice, actually. Twice? Yeah. And on purpose or for fun? <laughs> on, well, I'd say on purpose and for fun. The first time I saw it was at the screening, uh, the mm -hmm. press screening, and then I saw it again. I, I took my wife to see it okay. a, a week later. So we kind of so then we can talk about two yeah. different things. Yeah. We can, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, just jumping right in, what was, you went, you saw, what did you think? Well, you have to understand, those of us that see a lot of movies, particularly a lot of superhero movies, came into this with very high expectations, but a lot of trepidation too. Because DC, when compared to Marvel, hasn't exactly been nailing it lately. So a lot of us went in there kind of not sure where we were going to get. I walked out very happy, Andrea. I loved it. Well, I mean, just jumping straight into the yeah. whole idea of Wonder Woman. It's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk and I wonder how much plays into it. And, you know, again, full, full disclosure, Jeff and I have been discussing Wonder Woman for a mm -hmm. couple weeks now. and. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, kind of marketed as this big woman, woman, women film, women director, women main character, women action figure. It was all very gender specific. And yes. we'll get to both sides. I have my opinions you have. But as coming in as like a lover of the geek film, the yeah. action movie, and it being kind of coined as this iconic woman action hero movie, what were your thoughts on that? Um... This is a hard one for me to answer being a guy. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to dive in and hope I don't step in anything. Um, I, I loved that Patty Jenkins was asked to helm this movie. I do think that was smart. I do think it was a good idea to have a female director for this iconic female character. But I have to say, other than the few times in the movie they made specific remarks about how either unnecessary or ridiculous men are, which I understand those have to be there. I laugh too. I think it's totally great. Other than those few moments, I didn't think of her, of Diana, as a woman. I just thought of her as a superhero. And I'd like to think that's what Patty wanted me to feel, not to be so gendered in my, in my viewing, but to sort of see her as an equal to Iron Man or Captain America or Superman or Batman. And I did, because let's be honest, in terms of the amount of butt she kicks, there's not many superheroes that can hold a candle to her. Well, you know, it's interesting. because how, how did you feel about I, it? You know, I did like it, and I've had many discussions. Yeah. I liked it, and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, bringing up what you talked about, um, I really wanted a female action hero movie where it wasn't awesome and amazing because she was female. And I think right. that's where I struggle. I have a background in filmmaking, and I have a mm -hmm. background in acting and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I think it's awesome, and we do need a soapbox, and we do need to step up the women in film in all aspects, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Totally agree. But I've gotten to a place where I don't want it to be awesome because I'm a woman. I want it to be right. awesome because it's awesome. I did um, really cherish that aspect of it, that it did. She just seemed to be like a freaking amazing thing that could just kick butt everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I did feel there was, you know, we were giving a nod to an iconic character. So yeah. there were 
there was a lot that just still seemed, I mean, she was flawless. Like the entire movie, she was flawless. I mean, she's a beautiful actress. Like, no doubt. It wasn't, there was nothing in that sense that you hear a lot of women talking about. Like we want to get rid of this like sexualizing women, but all the Amazonian women and even her, like in these tiny, tiny leotards, they were these tall bombshell mm. models. Yeah. You know, every single woman who was on that island was quote unquote gorgeous. Yeah. So it's still, I don't know, I, you know, I'm one to say that's awesome. We should love the fact that we are beautiful creatures. Mm -hmm. You know, that it still goes back to that, it's an action hero. Why is her hair still in place and why does she look yeah. well? You know, like after yeah. the yeah. that middle action scene in the middle where she destroys, not she doesn't destroy the town, but the yeah. town gets destroyed, the German town. And actually the picture that we open the movie with and end the movie with, yeah. um, her hair does look disheveled. That black and white photograph where they're standing in the rubble, it's like, okay, yeah. this looks legit and she real. She looks like she's been through something. She's been through something. Yeah. But throughout the entire movie, I mean, even the part when they like are in what is in London and mm -hmm. she gets dressed up in her charcoal coat and, mm -hmm. and you know they even make a joke about that and she puts on the glasses and yeah. they're like oh okay well now she's of course not pretty which she can be <laughs> hit it. I think we're still kind of yeah. in that whole like beautifying it of women as superheroes. I think that's an interesting point. I mean the movie does explain their beauty to a degree. It talks about how Zeus created them to be a foil for man and to be, I guess, I don't know about it, maybe a temptation, maybe a, maybe something to make them think about other something other than conquest of each other. So I don't know if that helps or not. It probably yeah. doesn't. It probably is a little bit of a um, uh, loose explanation that doesn't give you a whole lot to sink your teeth into. But I felt like her perfection is borne out by the fact that she's not entirely human. Spoiler Correct. alert, if, you've seen, if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> you need to go see it, but I won't say much more than that. But she's, she is better than us, but normal why, but, people. But that being said, why does better and flawless have to do with this beautiful Physical look. beauty, yeah. Physical beauty. It's like, a that's, fair point. That's my thing. Like, it's and a I mean, fair it could point. be the same thing for men. Like, yeah. when we uh, look at gods or even other men's superheroes, it's yeah. this muscular things, mm -hmm. but it's like these, their hair is in place. You know, the Superman, you know, you know you've know, you got Batman, Superman, their uh, costumes, their uniforms, um, their suits have the muscle definition. Right. And so. Accentuated physiques. Accentuated yeah, physiques yeah. seems to be the thing that defines better than. I don't know, Andrew. I wonder if it just goes back to the source material, which was probably written by adolescent adult male yeah. people for the consumption of actual adolescent males. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe we just haven't gotten far enough from that to separate beauty from strength yeah. in a way well, that we understand as an audience. That's true. And, and if she is this better than um, thing, not only in looks, but yeah. in mentality. And this is, you know, I've had multiple discussions with people about this. So she's mm -hmm. supposed to be a little bit naive to the rest of the world. Yeah. However, there are multiple discussions in the movie where they have these books that they read and they are aware, they seem to be aware of greater things that are going on beyond the island, but yet, instead of coming off as she just didn't have information, she came off as this naive, naive woman. I did feel like it was that versus like not having the experiences mm -hmm. of what London is like or what war is like, real war is like. I think there's a difference of not knowing and seeming almost too childish and naive and like a flighty woman. And so I got that impression which I didn't like. That's interesting. I, to me that read more as stranger in a strange land. I didn't see it as being yeah, but you can wonder what something is like. I'm like, what is that? What yeah, does that do? Like, right. and be more invested where it just felt so 
child naive, oh, I, you cute little I girl. Think, I think that's totally valid. I think that's totally yeah. valid. I don't know how to explain it plot-wise. It could be that their sort of preparation for the world has all been classical, that they understand sure. the world classically, but they don't understand it in a modern way. And I, I, I think when that plane pierces their bubble, literally and figuratively, it's a shock to them. And frankly, had the trailers not given it away, it would have been a shock to us as the audience. Oh, mm -hmm. that's the time we're in, in the world. Because their place is sort of timeless. Right. And their understanding of the world, um, though they are godlike, is probably somewhat childlike. That doesn't excuse the um, silly little girl aspect that you were right. picking up and on. That, I'm just, and I'm I just trying know. to maybe explain how right. I perceived it. I well, and I think I know that she was being protected of having the full information of who she was sure. and what was going on. But she was trained, sure. and all these other Amazonian women are just, they seemed so much stronger. And wiser, actually. And wiser, yeah. and just grounded, and yeah. it was like, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed in that she seemed so different from them. That's interesting. And, and yeah. she didn't have this fierce, well, I mean, she's going to kill Ares. Like, she understands life and death. Like, sure. you know what I mean? And she knows the front line. She understands war. Sure. She understands what fight. I mean, she wants to be a fighter. Yeah. But yet, the way they had her personally pursuing it, it was like she was, I don't know, just the idea of clueless versus just not having enough information. That's an interesting perception. I, it, I, I think it's, I think it's great that you brought up the middle scene because the the moment she sort of becomes Wonder Woman, it's the costume reveal. Right. It's the it's the moment in the film where she truly realizes what she's capable of, mm -hmm. um, just how far above us she really is, both in capability and I think moral strength, and certainly in her you know ability to just you know, to motivate people. I mean, I think that's that's the moment where she becomes all that her character will be in right. this cinematic universe. And I think that's the most powerful moment in the film. And, but you know what? Actually, one thing that bothered me a little bit, and this has nothing to do with Patty Jenkins. It has nothing. It's um, she got really intense. Mm -hmm. And this is what bothers me a little bit. I think when we still lean towards that like gender thing was she didn't become vicious until Aries brought up the fact of emotion and love and all of a sudden, you know, that thing that kind of always seems to be on what women are about. And when she, um, what's his, I'm brain farting because we're on audio, her uh, her love up in the plane. Oh, oh, you're talking about, you're talking about Chris Pine's Chris character. Chris Pine's character, yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, she's trapped in this metal thing on the ground and she sees his plane going up in there right. and exploding right. or, mm -hmm. you know, her wanting to throw the tank on the henchmen and Dr. Uh, Poison or whatever. Um, yep. And, and it was all about relationship and emotional connection for her to finally want to really explode and battle back Ares. And I kind of, I don't know, like it just, mm. when her whole thing was at the beginning leaving the island was to kill Ares and for the common good, humans and all that kind of stuff, but then it became very personal and why she made these decisions. And I don't know, sometimes I, it's still that woman idea of it's about love is I'm, what made her explode and really quote unquote man up. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I, have to, I just have to be honest to your audience and say that I didn't perceive these things the first time through. <laughs> it seemed like a very typical superhero journey to me. But you're right, when, when the project is sort of soaked with this agenda, 
by others. I'm right. not saying that Patty Jenkins did that or Gal Gadot or anybody else, but this, the project is soaked by the media. And, and frankly, given this mantle of being a, a piece of genuine um, feminist terra firma that you can all sort of, you know, depend on, when you take all that into account, then all of the things you're saying are really valid. And as I look back on it, I can do nothing but agree. They're, they are genuine points of contention. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we can agree, the two of us, though, that it's the best anyone's done yet. No, yes, and I give it There's a long way to go. For that. Yes, we still have to yet. go somewhere, but I yeah. think when we look at it and just think, hey, we have a woman who's a superhero who's kicking butt, yeah. but there's so much more that's still been ingrained in our sure. society, been ingrained in what comic books, just like you mentioned, like yeah. comics books were made for adolescent teenage boys. What yeah. do they want? They want to yeah. see long legs. They want to see pretty girls fighting, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think there are still these things that have been ingrained in society and that we're still pulling at in film genres to bring out conflict. What, um, did, you, what did you think about the, the few times in the movie that she stands toe-to-toe -to -toe in an argument with the men of the film and just refuses to accept their view of the world. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you find anything I, valuable know, in that? Because there's twice. Yeah. Ares does it with her. Chris Pine's character does it to her. And she just says, no, I do not accept what you're saying. And me. I love that. But, and yeah. I think those are where, which that's why like the whole naivety thing doesn't really work for me. And that's why it really bothered me throughout the movie. Because, and plus, uh, Patty took a lot of tight shots yeah. on Gal. There are yeah. so many, like just her face is in frame. And a lot of those shots are... Uh, Wonder Woman, Diana, just looking quizzical and, mm -hmm. and what? W what's going on? Or this looks dis distressing and I don't understand it. And so I actually really love it. Like, you know, when she finally decides when they're down in the um, ditches mm -hmm. before they start to go into the German uh, town in the middle and she's like, she looked so strong saying, no, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's why I don't like that idea of naivety being attached to her because she still seemed so assured yeah. of her mission that when we play her down as this little girl, like with this wonderment, I, I just didn't believe it. You know, this is one of the reasons I think TV is gaining on film in terms mm -hmm. of the ability to deliver believable character right. arcs. Because, yeah, you're right. She has a lifetime worth of growth in a two-day span, Correct. basically, in this in this plot. And when you you take that and compare it to I don't want to just stay in the geek realm, but but why not? The Netflix Marvel shows where you've got 10 episodes to take someone like Jessica Jones or someone like sure. Daredevil through this really complex arc. Um, by comparison, it does make a lot of her thing, a lot of Wonder Woman's um, evolution seem a little rushed and maybe a little thin. Right. I, I totally agree well, with that. Well, and it's just like one moment. Like, she's a warrior. Yeah. And she's, like, her character as a little girl yeah. seemed fiercer then her character is a grown-up woman until yeah. she starts fighting like the German town and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so that's also didn't seem believable. As you see this little girl, that's how the movie starts. Is oh, she's man. up there like watching these Amazonian women and yeah. she's got this fierce look on yeah. her face for like, I don't know what, she's like a six or seven year old. Yeah. And then we have this moment where she's in downtown London and Chris Pine's character is not letting her carry her shield and sword around, and she just kind of looks like, no, don't take it away from me, it's mine. You know, whereas yeah. I'm like, no, she's a warrior. She's like, no, why are you taking it? Like, yeah. And it felt too easy that she would give up her her, her shield and mm -hmm. her, her sword, and 
Um, it was moments like that that I was yeah. like, really, really? So, so you definitely sense the disconnect there. I think that's really interesting. I, you know, it's, I'm so glad you brought up the moment of her as a little girl because yeah. when I, you know, you talked about, I, I mean, I talked about having seen this with my wife the second time. That moment with little Diana up on the wall mm -hmm. watching the, the, the older Amazonian women fight and she's going through, she's punching and kicking in the air and that fire that you, that you saw, it's, it's, it's an adorable moment because the child actor is really good. Yeah, she's cute. But Hillary leaned over to me and said, that's it, right there. Every girl I've ever known has had that moment. Mm -hmm. Watching Linda Carter, watching somebody else, Correct. and saying, I want to get in there and fight too. And I, hearing that from my wife was really powerful for me because that moment to me was just sort of adorable. Mm -hmm. it didn't, it, I, didn't, I didn't sense, being a dude, that it could also be iconic yeah and it really meant a lot to her well you know and going off of that a little bit and um, before we wrap up um, she's being trained by her aunt mm -hmm. her aunt is the fiercest yeah. Amazonian yeah in the movie she's their general she's basically. hard yeah. she's got you know played by Robin Wright amazing amazing but she's got this yeah. amazing intensity yeah and I and that was also another disconnect. I was like, that was more of the Wonder Woman yeah. that I wanted to see mm -hmm. than Diana. And if Diana oh, was being yeah. trained under her, yeah. um, I wanted to see more of that fierceness, more of that not aggression's not the right word, but that that assertive passion and fire that you would get from training from a woman like that. And I mean, in anywhere you look at, like outside of the superhero world, you see coaches and their students like you know football players basketball mm -hmm. players oftentimes they very much resemble mentally and physically those who are coaching them yeah and I think if you look at it that way that's who her trainer was for like 15 16 years you know like she's gonna be less soft and more like her and that's the Wonder Woman mm -hmm. I wanted where she did and, and I see nothing wrong with sex appeal because yeah. that's the other thing like and I have this huge problem as I feel like feminist we have a tendency to try to make ourselves more manly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that kind of defeats the purpose too. Yeah. Like, you know, so I can't wear a dress, I have to wear pants, so that makes me more of a man. Um, I think we should find both. Yeah. And I think in her aunt, you had this amazing sex appeal, this amazing um, power that mixed really well that just felt gender neutral. Yeah. Because um, it had both of each side, and I think that's more of what I one as a superwoman, superhero. You might get it, you know? This is not the, <laughs> this is not the last time we're going to see Gal Gadot in this role. Oh, yeah, we're see yeah, it in Justice that's League. true. I'm sure there'll be a, a Wonder Woman 2 at some Probably. point down the line. There might yeah. even be a Justice League 2. Who knows? <laughs> Batman versus Superman 3. Yes. Who knows? I don't think we're done seeing her. So I, no, I, don't I hope some of that evolution towards yeah, the definitely. Robin Wright archetype is what we get. Because I agree. That's, yeah. that's strong. Yeah, well, I just want to say, uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us. I was glad to be here. Anytime. Um, it was fun. And yeah. uh, for you listeners out there, if you guys have your own thoughts on film, gender, superheroes, any of that all fun stuff, feel free to reach out to us. I'm sure we'll touch more on that as uh, more and more movies come out. And if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, uh, definitely check us out at www.saltlakemagazine.com slash podcasts. You can look this up, and we are at Salt Lake Speaks.